Okay, so something negated to the parsha and negated to the Yontif of Shavuos. Obviously, we've got to link it together because there is a, a lot of connection. Obviously, we say, as we say many times, that the Rebbeinu put into the world nothing called coincidence. Everything's Bashkacha Pratis, and if something happens, we it's up to us to understand why it happens. So we know that uh, the parsha of Bamidbar, and this is something that is extensively talked about in many of the Sfarim Akadoshim, that the parsha of Bamidbar is very often read on the Shabbos before Shavuos, or right before Shavuos, um, in Chutzlar, it's, it's Mamash, right before Shavuos, here in Eretz Yisrael, it was the Shabbos a week before Shavuos. That's generally the case. That's generally the theme is that when it comes to Shavuos, the Yontav of Heidegger, Yontav of Shavuos, it generally uh, happens and comes out right after Parashas Bamidbar. And the obvious question is why, what's Pshat, what is the connection with Parashas Bamidbar and the Yontav of Shavuos? So we mentioned this before, but it's a good idea to mention it again. Tosfus in Megillah, Daf Lamadala from a base brings down. There's a specific purpose for the Seder of the parishes of the Torah. Tosus explains that when the parishes of the Torah fall out, when they're meant to fall out, there is a reason for that. It And that is that we know parishes B'chukhoisai, we spoke about this already last week, parishes B'chukhoisai was the parasha of the Klolis. Was the Klolis in B'chukhoisai Teilechu, and then if a person doesn't keep the Torah in the mitzvahs, then all the Klolis that could come his way, all the terrible things that are mentioned. Now, Says Tosfos, Parashat we don't want that before Shavuos. We don't want Parashat right before Shavuos. It's the Klolos right before Shavuos. Shavuos, as we know, is, as the Mishnah tells us clearly, is a Rosh Hashanah for Peres Ha'ilon. That's what the Mishnah says. Right? That Shavuos is the Yontav. That's, by the way, one of the reasons, as we mentioned yesterday, two days ago, actually yesterday, when we discussed the Minig of Klal Yisrael, to decorate the shul with flowers and trees, one of the reasons is because the Mishnah says that, Rosh Hashan, that Shavuos is the Rosh Hashanah of Paris and Elon, therefore we decorate the shuls for, with trees and flowers, whatever it is. So, therefore, says Taishvus in Megillah, Lamanana from a base, that we don't want Shavuos, which is the Zman of Din, at the end of the day it's a Rosh Hashanah, yes, for Paris and Elon, but Odom is, is, a, is, a, is a, also uh, compared to a tree, and therefore we don't want uh, we want to avoid that connection because, of course, Bukhokosa is the Klolis, Shavuos is Mandin. We don't want to put them together. Therefore, we have a break before Bukhokosa to have Bamidbo. That is the Poshib Shat. Tosfus says that that's simple. Reb Moshe Feinstein in Drash Moshe brings a very interesting another reason, which I think is Kedai to mention, which I think could, you know, connect it in a wonderful way why Bamidbo and Shavuos come together. And, of course, the Chizik for ourselves that we can get from there as well. And Ramosha says that there could be another connection between Parshas Bamidbar and Shavuos, which is obviously the day of receiving the Torah. Parshas Bamidbar, as we know, famously, has within it, in the Pasuk, right in the beginning, Pasuk Aleph, Pasuk Base, in Perak Aleph, in Sefer and Parshas Bamidbar, Su'u Esrosh Kaladas Bnei Yisrael, Count Kalal Yisrael. Anyone that's familiar, anyone that's familiar with, the, with the Midrashim, or should we learn the Midrash ourselves, the Midrash go through what it is, Rashi brings it down in the beginning of the parasha. The idea of counting Kalal Yisrael. Counting Kalal Yisrael in a Poshup Shat way is when something is dear to you, you count it. 
Right? When people love money, unfortunately, they count it the whole time. When people love what they have, they count it. When you love the Daf Gemara that you've learned about Per and Yeshiva, you keep counting. How many Daf am I up to? I don't think you'll find a boy in Yeshiva and you'll say, how many Daf are you up to that you learned about Per? And he'll be like, ooh, let me think for a few minutes. I'll make a calculation. No. Every guy knows where he's up to. Right? Why? When you love something, you count it. When the Rabbi Nishlam loves Kalal Yisrael, one of the ways showing that and demonstrating that is the amount of times that he counts us. Su'u means literally to count, but actually su'u actually literally means what? To lift up. That's what it actually means. And that happens to be a very uh, befitting term as well, because lifting up someone you count them is also a very important thing because it shows the greatness of that person. When you count them, it shows that you're worth something. We know in Yeridea, there's a sugya. Those of you that are learning Dafiyomi will remember this as well. This sugya is called Dova Sheba Minyan. Dova Sheba Minyan, if you remember in Dafiyomi, you spoke about it a few daf ago, is when something is choshev, it's counted. And therefore, when that thing is counted and falls into something else, it can never become bottle, right? Let me give you an example of this. When I went for a smicha test, I was Zoycha Baruch Hashem to go to a bunch of different Rabbonim to get Smecha from. One of them was from a very Chosh Rav in Bnei Brak. And he asked me the following question. I was, you know, what did I know already? I knew a bit of Yerodea. I was getting fed on it. But he was asking me on like, Kala Tarukula, expecting me like, whatever. So he comes up with this great question. Amazing question. You remember this from the Duff. Yeah. Right? You remember this from the Duff also. So listen to this Kasha. Um, there are people in the world, Baruch Hashem, who are Makbed on Halacha. There are people that are Allah, right? They actually know Allah, they learn Allah, and they keep Allah. It's beautiful, right? There's many of them. We could do with a few more, but there's many of them. Anyway, so there was such a person that went to a hotel for Shabbos. Now, when you go to a hotel for Shabbos, there's all sorts of shailas that can come up, right? One of them, and the first one you may meet, is a Hadlaka Sanewa shaila. And that is, we all know, right? Everyone knows Rishayin Gimel. The Allah is that when you light candles for Shabbos, you have to get Hanar from those candles, Ah, you'll ask nowadays, we have lights, and therefore when you light a candle, you're not really getting hung off from it. The truth is, I hear, and it's been discussed, and that's why many people will actually flick on the electric lights before they light the candles. That's what my wife does, and anyone that's productive mixes in general will do this, because this way you're actually putting on the light you're going to use. Now, even if you don't do that, you're still yaitza, for the simple reason being that um, the post game promotion talks about it, I discussed it once with Rafael Zatzal, is because having candles at a Sudas mitzvah, at a Shabbos table, is, is, is part of a Sudas Shabbos. And therefore, even if you're not getting actual Hanar, the fact that they're there gives a Hanar. Now, that's all beautiful in your house when the candles are either on the table or, like in my house, or other people's houses, on the counter nearby, and you can see it, and you get a Hanar from it because it's lit, the covered Shabbos, the covered Yontor, that's good. In a hotel, unfortunately, they don't do that. They put it, not altogether, they also put it in the lobby. They put it in the area, in the, in, in the entrance of the hotel, and that's not where you're eating. You're often eating downstairs, upstairs, or in the room nearby, and you don't see it, Bechal. It's what we call the Brocha Lavatola table, okay? If you want to make a Brocha Lavatola, make a Brocha on this table. That's what you do. For eights, we'll discuss a different time. It's not for now. Yeah, Lolein is interesting. Now, this person came to a hotel, they were conducting halacha, and they decided we're going to do things like halacha over here. Ah. So the woman came into the dining room, she found out where her table was, and she took two little tea lights from the area that they give it. Instead of lighting an air in the lobby, I'm not going to light it on the table, because she was worried or whatever it was, she took a chair nearby, near where they're going to eat it, she put a chair nearby, she put a little tray there, obviously, make sure it wouldn't melt, whatever, and she let her cans over there. She's very happy, she looks at it, beautiful, wonderful, she moves on, she goes out the room. The waiter comes a few minutes later, 
And he sees the candles there. So he's like, whoa, we can't have that. Like, oh, candles on a, ta- on, on a chair, like, it's not going to work. So he takes the candles and he doesn't want to mess up. And then he puts it on the table. Okay, very nice, no problem. And then he takes that chair and mix it with the rest of the chairs. Now we have a problem. Can you sit down in this hotel on Shabbos? Because a chair is what we call a Dovashiba minion. Dovashiba minion means something is chosher because it's counted. A chair is for sure. A, a chair is for sure something that's counted. It will never be bottled. And then, uh, it'll never be we'll mix in 10,000 chairs, it'll never be bottled. So since a chair was muktza when Shabbos came in, right, because of the Roman Simon Rashid Aleph, that says what, very simply, that if something was also when Shabbos came in, well, as bosses, it remains also the guns of Shabbos, so it doesn't become bottled. Uh, this was not meant to be halachas, and it was muktza, and it was yodeya, and bottle, whatever it is. But our davish amini is something that's Zuk the Heidegger of Moshe. Su'u, when the Torah tells us in Parashat of Midbar, we want to count Klali's role. How is it? It's Lashon of Su'u, lift them up. Because when you count someone, you love them. You care about them. You appreciate them. Right before Shavuos, we want to show every single individual. The Rabbanishon wants to show every individual in Klal Yisrael that he loves them, that he cares about them, that he thinks about them, and that he counts them. And when you walk into Shavuos, and we all have our own avoider during Shavuos, we walk into Shavuos and we realize, and, and again, this is something we've all heard, but how many of us actually internalize it? How many of us actually think that, you know, the Rabbanishon actually loves me. He actually cares about me. He thinks about me. It bothers him when I have a hard day. It bothers him when I go through challenges. Yes, they're for my good, and yes, he puts them f- into my life so that I will have a good life and, a, you know, work on myself. But ultimately, he loves me. Therefore, says Ramosha, Gavaldi Giyosait, but Midbar and Shavuos have that connection simply because we're being counted. And when you're counted, being lifted up, being raised up, it means the Rabbani Shem wants to raise us all up by counting us, by caring about us, by thinking about us, by loving us. And that is a beautiful thought where I think that if we walk into Shavuos with that thought, then we realize that even if it's hard for us to daven on Shavuos morning, it's hard. It's, you know, we're tired. What about Shavuos by night? All of us want to try and be yoked to that result of not speaking anything bottle the entire night. We want to learn the whole night because we want to get the haftacha, the promise from the Arizal that if we learn the whole night, we will not be harmed and we'll, and we'll finish off the year. What a beautiful promise. But you know what? It's hard. It's not easy to learn a whole night. It's four or five hours. It's hard. And sometimes maybe we'll fall a bit asleep or sometimes maybe we'll talk a minute and we think to ourselves, is it really worth it? What are we doing? Is our avoider really going to make a difference in the world, make a difference to the Rabbani Shalom? The answer is absolutely. And that's what we understand from Sefer of Parashas by Midbar, that the Rabbani Shalom wants to lift up every Yidin Klalis, what means so much to him. Even the ones that find it difficult, even the ones that don't do exactly as they're meant to do all the time, even the ones that, you know, they just, they try. But that's good enough. You tried. That's Kavaldik. That's Mayudik. You did. You, you tried. That's all the Rabbani Shalom wants. He just wants us to try. But he also wants us to realize every single one of us has so much, so much intrinsic godless within us that we have to learn to appreciate what we have. We have to learn to g- g- celebrate the successes in life. Don't look at the failures. So many boys that have heard this for, for, for years, for all from so many boys, they look at their failures like, Rabbi, I'm, I'm failing, I'm not working. Why? Because you're concentrating on the fail. Don't concentrate on the fail. Concentrate on your success. When you do that, will give us a kavaldagi yontav with a lot of siyat dishmaya. We'll be able to makabal the Torah ba'ava and the Rabbanu Shem through that will give us a whole year full of Torah, Yerushimayim and cult of Beis